I'm Corey Novotny. I'm Brian Wells. And you're listening to He's Done It, a mostly sports podcast. So it's been a little while now since we've had a guest here on He's Done It since uh, our NFL divisional preview series that we were running in August and into September. And uh, full disclosure, 100% of the reason why is because of the MLB playoffs. I mean, it's hard enough to get Brian to talk about the baseball playoffs for, you know, even 15 minutes, let alone someone who isn't really a fan at all of baseball. And most of our (laughs) guests are not necessarily in that category. Well, that that specific World Series was... That's just brutal. Like, yeah, <laughs> trying to get me to talk about it. It's like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that was really it. And you know, we're spending all this time talking about other sports in addition to football. But now we're kind of at a point where football is really the the main sport with baseball done and basketball and hockey. You know, I guess somewhat relevant still, but don't need to talk about them every single week, or at least not for too long. So figured it was a good time to bring on a guest and. Uh, I guess, you know, doesn't really need much of an introduction. Probably no surprises when I hinted at a guest last week. There were only a couple options to go for, and it is Kenny Cashman. Welcome back on. Yeah, thanks. Good to be back. Good to good to be on a podcast again after mine uh, <laughs> unceremoniously imploded. So, happy yeah, to be here. So- Normally, I would introduce you as, uh, you know, from your podcast, C-Team, mm. but I, I don't understand. Is this like a real thing? Because I feel like you are someone who like loves to talk in hyperbole and exaggerate things. That's why I don't necessarily believe it. But uh, I mean, how much can you share with us here? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to get too into the, um, you know, into the weeds about it. But uh, yeah, it uh, this was the first uh, last week was the first week we didn't put out an episode. This will be the second week. Uh, that we don't, and as far as we can tell, it's over. It might come back. We might return someday, but as far as we can tell, we're we're done. So we try. We Chandler and I tried to kind of uh, put a bow on it as best we could. Say if this is the end, thanks, goodbye, and maybe we'll be back. But we're not expecting to, to be back. Things kind of went south. <laughs> is it just like from a podcast perspective, or is the C team no longer a team? Like, what's um, what's the yeah, deal? Well, so, in the last episode that had the three of us on it, uh, one of us one of us stormed off, and and we don't really know what we don't really know where that stands at this point. So we're okay. just uh, yeah. So I I think I missed that last episode before, but I, was, I saw like the last one. I was like, all right, what's really going on here? Um, yeah. I mean, so we'll I see. I'm not, we're not, more. we're not ruling anything out, but, uh, it, it, it seems like it's over, you know, there might be, we talked about if, if everything goes well, maybe someday we'll put out a real final episode, but I don't, it's probably yeah. never going to just come back, but it, it could, I'm not, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Big <laughs> well, contract that, dispute then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's that's unfortunate to hear. Uh, I mean, especially you have, like, all of this equipment to be able to regularly record podcasts, and I think that's, like, the biggest reason to want to keep going. It's like, well, I'm kind of invested at this point. You know, I've put all this money. Might as well keep putting something out there. It doesn't matter how many people are listening, and, you know, as long as I like talking about football, I'm going to continue to want to, you know, get on a microphone and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I I moved recently and we have this nice big walk-in closet. I was exclusively calling the closet the podcast studio and now it's I don't know what to call. I guess it's just a closet <laughs> now. But right now, right now it's a studio again. Uh right. I know. We're glad to have you on and at least give you a a reason to talk <laughs> about things and do a microphone again. 
And uh, I think for this episode, we are going very much off script. Uh, we made jokes that it'd be kind of like a C-team show podcast where you have like a topic and you'll say, oh, it's NFL week 10, but you know, it'll just ramble on. We'll see where things go, but we'll definitely talk about football. And um, I don't know if that's necessarily the, the most fun thing for you to talk about, Kenny. I mean, at least Brian only has one team that lost. All of your teams lost this week and all of them in pretty bad fashion. I'm wearing a Buccaneers you, you, jersey right now. So. Yeah. Do you still still claim the Bucs now that no. Brady's gone? Or is, yeah, I, mean, I was like, going to say. It's, it, you know, I have I root for the Patriots. I root for the Jaguars. If the Buccaneers are on, you know, if I happen to see them, they're, you know, I would still root for them over most teams, but I don't really, I don't follow them. I still, you know, I, I learned to, I learned more of the team obviously than Brady. And I really like, um, some of the players. I really like Mike Evans. Um, but I only have, I can only keep up with so many teams. So it's really just the Patriots and the Jaguars for the most part. Which I think is way more reasonable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, do you want to start with the Patriots or do you want to kind of get the Jaguars um, out of the way? Cause that'll probably be a, a longer topic here. You know, I, I just, I want to, I want to admit something, um, for the past two and a half ish years, everyone has been saying that the Jaguars are, are good or, or about to be good. And I just have to admit I've only pretended to think I've only pretended to have confidence in the Jaguars. I'm tired of pretending because every time it seems like they're picking up steam, like they're going to be good, like they're going to do something. They just collapse. I've never felt confident about the Jaguars going into any game. In fact, you know, I talked my my well, one of my bold predictions from the preseason uh, divisional previews, the the AFC East not winning a playoff game looking okay, But uh, the the Jaguars getting the number one seed is, is not looking good. Um, I, I talked in the in the divisional preview about the possibility of them beating the Chiefs. I thought they were going to lose to the Colts in Week One. I didn't expect them to win that game. Honestly, I was like, you know, everyone comes is is talking big game about the Jaguars. They're going to be this great team. They're probably going to lose Week One to the Colts. That's just how that's just what they do. And they didn't do that. But it was close. It was close. And now they're you know, granted the Forty ers are good. They were you know they ended a they ended a, a streak of bad games. Um, coming out of the bye week, but the Jaguars were coming out of the bye week too, and they they just they just looked bad. I and the one saving grace, I am I'm very glad that Christian McCaffrey did not get his touchdown in that game. <laughs> I thought that was. I mean, uh, I don't really. When people talk about teams doing like rude and disrespectful things in games, I don't, I don't really care. But I it, I did think it was disrespectful, you know, and like it's that's not. You can do this like you're. It's a game. You're playing to win. You're trying to get these records, whatever. But when I when it's against my team, I don't like it. You know, so I'm I'm acknowledging, yeah, which I, I think is very fair, right? Uh-huh. So it's it's fine that they did that, but I didn't like it, and I'm glad that he didn't get that touchdown. But man, the Jaguars, I just, I don't know. I was like, I've I've wanted them to be good, of course, but I just since Trevor Lawrence has come into the league, I love him, but I just. I, he has so much to prove, and I don't think he's done much. People cite the second half of last year and everything, but you have to do more than half a season of of being good. And I just, yeah, I don't. I I'm gonna keep watching the Jaguars. I think I'll have an easier time watching the Jaguars than the Patriots because I I can at least root for the Jaguars to win, and I don't. I'm not supposed to do that for the Patriots right now. But uh, <laughs> no, they got a tank. Well, not I, that they need to try I, I, when they do that. I I don't think I can watch them against the Giants because I can't 
I can't root for the Giants over the Patriots. But when I watch the games, even knowing the Patriots need to lose, I can't help but root for them. And so I, I might just have to stop genuinely I just, until I know, that, like maybe I'll watch the highlights after I know the outcome, but I just don't know if I can, I, I don't know if I can handle it. You can't, you can't handle week 12 Bailey Zappi versus Tommy DeVito? I mean, I think that... One for the ages? I think the smart thing to do is to play Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but I, I, I'm kind of with you on... Oh, sorry, Corey, but... No, yeah, I'm kind ahead. of with what you. With uh-huh. Well, like on the Jags stuff and that I think they've been solid this year but they haven't been amazing like they start out the year yes they beat the Colts in week one but it did take all four quarters for them to to win that game and then they looked underwhelming versus the Chiefs they got killed by the Texans and then and then they go on a run which is nice but then you see what they look like versus one of the best teams in the league and they don't even put up any sort of fight and Lawrence had multiple turnovers in that game and and yeah, I I I kind of with you, Kenny, that it's hard to fully believe in the Jags, even if you believe them just a little bit more year by year. It's still hard to, to completely buy into them being a contender. I mean, they're gonna. I think they'll be in the playoffs. And they'll very oh, like win think the division. Yeah, I. But yeah. Houston's definitely catching up right now. The way they've played. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that they're a lock at this point. Uh, I mean, no, I, I still think that they're. So coming in season, I was very high on this team and believing that they can be a Super Bowl contender because I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to take that next step. He just simply hasn't. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh man, um, predicting him to win MVP is one of my worst uh, takes of the the whole division preview series, and I didn't think it would be that bad. So to the sorry. point where <laughs> you're, you're ch- choking. Right, I, I'm choking. Right. <laughs> 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 I don't know what what that was about. It's uh I guess it's it's hard for me to talk about this team and you know admit that they're just nothing special. Um I think that it's one thing to lose to the 49ers, but it's another to lose to them at home off a of bye by 31 points and not even be competitive. Trevor Lawrence more turnovers and touchdowns. I mean the Jaguars are they're still a solid team. Their schedule, just like every other team in the AFC South and the NFC South, is a favorable one because they all just face each other and then, you know, a handful of teams outside of those two divisions. And in a lot of cases, they're not necessarily the most formidable opponent. So it's still very likely you can see the Jaguars at, I don't know, 12 and 5 when it's all said and done, AFC South champs. But even that feels kind of like a stretch. And I don't know that I believe in this team's chances to do really any more than they did last year, which was a nice, fun first round playoff victory and then bounce in the divisional round to one of the you know better teams in the AFC yeah that's kind of how I felt about the Jags coming into the year was that their division would be they they'd be able to handle it pretty easily um but so I still think they'll win the division but I don't think it'll be easy because of how good Houston's been of late and and just seeing them how they played against the Niners is definitely a step back. And yeah, I I kind of thought what I my thoughts heading into the year, I, I still feel the same way. Where I think they'll be a good team, but not nothing more than that, I guess. Uh, and they'll definitely benefit from an easy schedule. And uh, the AFC is is uh it's kind of wide open right now. If you look at the standings, it really is yeah. It, it you can really make a case for 
pretty much almost every team in the AFC to make the playoffs well, outside of <laughs> outside of uh, the Patriots. <laughs> the, Patriots. <laughs> the Patriots have eight losses, right? So they're definitely the uh, worst team in the AFC. There isn't a single team with seven losses, <laughs> and so yeah, they're only the, the NFC. Yeah, and then the Titans are three and six, and so it's so like that's the second worst team. Like, wow, the Patriots. Uh, Wow, it's it's so bad for them. Like they're like they're probably the only team, maybe Tennessee that um that doesn't have any shot of making the playoffs from the AFC because the AFC is definitely wide open right now. Yeah, I mean, and going back to the Jaguars, you talk about they went on a run. I mean, the teams they beat on that run, they beat the Falcons. You know, whatever. No, they um, they they're. <laughs> underwhelming especially offensively uh, since the coach just does just, yeah, just yeah, refuses I mean, to use his best players team. very frustrating yeah. they, they beat the bills which i talked very early about them beating the bills in this game because it was week two that they'd be in london after they lost to the texans i felt less confident i think i actually picked the bills in that game but i mean the the bills is the most impressive win in the streak but then they beat the colts the saints the steelers uh, you know, those are those are some teams with good records, but not really good teams. And then to, you know, like you said, Corey, to to lose to the to the Forty ers is one thing, but they just got demolished. And you know, the Forty ers were playing games at the end, and, trying to get and, McCaffrey's and that's a real touchdown. that's a real <laughs> test compared to those other teams that they've beaten. Right, and looking right. ahead at their schedule, you know. They, I mean, they should beat the Panthers. Wouldn't be shocked if they split with the Titans, to be honest. And then beyond that, I don't really know who I think that they're going to beat. I mean, I'm sure they're going to get more wins, but I just like picking out those games is not easy. Yeah, Bengals, Browns, Ravens, three three AFC North teams in a row, all winning records. That's definitely a pretty tough stretch for them. Not saying that, not saying that they're going to go zero and three, but I, I think it'd be, be pretty shocked, hard to get though. to go three and zero. Yeah, I. I... I don't know. I mean, I don't know. The AFC is is very strange right now. With, I mean, the Broncos winning, the you know the the Bills losing. I mean, not just that game in particular, but just overall teams trending up that I wouldn't expect. Teams teams trending down that I wouldn't necessarily expect. Even the, the yeah, Chiefs the, the, are, haven't looked like the Chiefs. What's crazy is that the Chiefs. Well, maybe it's not that crazy, but they they're not as good as past Chiefs teams. But they're still the the best team, arguably, in the yeah, AFC, yeah, and they'll probably, likely, again, right. get a number one seed and a bye, and probably be just an arrowhead for the AFC Championship game again. Yeah, I mean their their path looks pretty favorable right now. I mean they're the one team that I look at, and it's like, all right, they have Patrick Mahomes, they have Travis Kelsey. And they're gonna figure it out, and you know, even if their receivers are dropping passes in the regular season, I'm sure they'll step up and score touchdowns in big games. Like they're they're the one team that I look at, and it's just like okay, even though they're struggling right now, I still believe in that team. And then there's a lot of other teams that have been struggling that you can talk yourself into them because you've seen them be successful in the past, but they don't have that same ceiling of the Kansas City Chiefs in the sense that they haven't won multiple Super Bowls and they don't have all that experience that it feels very wide open. I mean, there are a lot of teams that you look at and consider good teams in the AFC that are currently outside of the playoff field, like, you know, the Bengals, the Bills, and Brian's Chargers. Like, there's uh, a lot of teams around there that... I've I've already given up on that. (laughs) (laughs) they have the they have the like the the they've turned the ball over only seven times this year which i think is the best in the league or second best in the league and they also are one of the top teams in in terms of uh um 
in terms of penalty differential and they're still four and five. <laughs> like only they the always Chargers. just find new ways. To yeah, lose. they just <laughs> always find ways. Like that that Lions game, that Lions Chargers game, that went exactly how I thought it would. It'd be really high scoring, back and forth, all super fun. But the Chargers would still find a way to to lose and the yeah restore the roar. I, I'm definitely uh uh in ter- in terms of teams I'm rooting for this year since I can't root for the Patriots to win, especially since they're now projected third in the draft right now. Uh, the Lions are. Yeah, restore the roar. I, I'm I'm definitely uh, pulling for them in the NFC because uh, I don't know. They've been outside of that Ravens game. They've been pretty awesome this year, and they definitely. I think they. I think we've seen enough where they have a shot versus, you know, to to compete with Philly, San Francisco, and others right now. Yeah, I mean, I I've been all in on the Lions' chances and their ceiling yeah. pretty much since the start of the year, and uh, you know they they've definitely. Uh, live the part i guess so the chargers brandon saley i mean he's supposed to be a defensive coach just more of a reason that he should be fine their defense blows yeah it's just a joke he has a job there's so many coaches that you just know that their time is running out and any of them could be fired mid-season or you know just at the end of the year but i guess you know we don't need to spend too much time talking about the Patriots Colts game. It was probably um, almost definitely the worst game of the weekend. If you want to say Jets Raiders and okay, but I don't, I mean, they both teams scored no, least, more points least, than the Colts did. Yeah. Jets Raiders was pretty brutal too, but it was sort of an exciting finish. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could I say mean, the, the Patriots, same thing for the Colts, Patriots, but that was freaking, exciting, but <laughs> freaking, uh, fake spike and then thrown into a what jason mccourty said a, a colts team meeting <laughs> right that is that was like it looked really cool in the moment it's like holy shit he's gonna throw like this deep pass this is gonna be awesome and now you just threw it right into the Colts. like nobody was faked by that fake spike so uh yeah i mean the, the patriots quarterback situation is definitely in an interesting spot it feels like they have to make a change but not necessarily going to get a benefit out of the change are you both, though, at the point where you're ready to move on from Belichick immediately? Or do you at least, are you in the, let's at least give him a nice finish and, you know, let him go out in a oh, humiliating fashion? Yeah, I, I'm not saying fire him right the second, you know, week 11, by week. Uh, I think, but after this year, though, get him out. <laughs> so not immediate, but j- just just finish out the year. I think that's a classy way to go. Whether if he retires or if he just wants to coach a different team, if he has a deal in place with a different team, no idea. I don't know. I mean, but. I th- I think you're being very silly, Brian, because I th- think what we're clearly witnessing is the best tank job of all time. I mean, Belichick doesn't even need yeah. to, he just needs to put Mac Jones in the game. And I, it, like, it's, it's genius. He's going to get Caleb Williams or Drake May next year. He's going to win the Super Bowl. I don't see what people aren't getting about this. It seems so obvious. So I, you know, that is one of those, like the whole mystique of Bill Belichick to think that he would be, you know, thinking that many steps ahead. And I kind of understand what you're going for with that. But I think the more I see those two quarterbacks play, the less convinced I am that both of those guys are sure things. And the more I see the Patriots play, like I know there's some injuries and stuff, but it feels like there's a lot more moves and you need somebody else to step in and do that rather than letting... Belichick continue to try to shape this team as both a coach and GM. Yeah, I I don't know anything about Drake May, but 
Last time there was a North Carolina quarterback with a number 10 <laughs> taken really high in the draft. It was Mitch Trubisky, and he sucks. <laughs> he's, um, yeah, Drake I'm not, is I'm not saying he's Trubisky. him, but it just gives me flashbacks. Like, oh, don't pick him. Uh, Sam Howell so Corey, is another UNC guy, and he's looked pretty okay. Through so Drake May, I've, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot if uh, whether he's good or not good, but Caleb, Caleb Williams uh, – Super talented. If if the Patriots had the number one pick, that's probably who I'd want. But I don't think it's a for sure thing. Uh, he definitely has all the talent in the world, but I feel like there are some red flags to look at where he's you see him crying at the end of this game. It's not like a Super Bowl or, or national championship game. It's just a regular season game. And not Brian. It's Washington. Okay to cry. Yeah, it's against Washington. It's okay to cry. <laughs> <laughs> In his mom's lap in the sidelines, like, come on, hey, dude. Tommy and DeVito then, lives with his mom, and then uh, whatever. But like, he's <laughs> painting fingernails about. Yeah, like, I say this like is F way Utah, worse and he's crying. Yeah, he he talks about how um, whoever drafts him, he wants part ownership, ownership of the team, right. yeah. and then and then um, he's he's he has this opinion where it's like, oh, the the lion doesn't care about the opinion of a sheep or something like that i don't know if you guys remember that but i don't know just some yeah, red flags fun. when it comes to his character in my opinion with Caleb yeah and Williams. also just the fact that every time he's played like a really good defense he has not played well like that yeah, notre dame, that game, notre dame game yeah still uh still remember that pretty well right no time. and i do think that caleb williams could be a special player i just don't think it's going to happen overnight and i think there's going to be some struggles especially if he's playing behind you know a bad offensive line doesn't have elite receivers and you know that to me i wouldn't look at it as a situation where just getting the number one overall pick is going to save any of these teams that are in the running whether it's the patriots the bears the giants whoever um yeah Uh, so i I definitely have concerns with him with that being said though give me him over mac jones yeah oh no i'd say (laughs) not even thinking twice about it at this point so like obviously mac jones like he's still going to get some kind of opportunity but i remember you being like oh he's definitely going to be a starting quarterback somewhere okay and like okay (laughs) jesus Corey, you still feel that there are a few teams out there where it's like okay he could play better than that freaking guy like no you're right but i would take him over desmond ritter i would take him over zach wilson i would take him over i think there are there are some teams see well, and I guess well, my... yeah. If he looked like this, yeah, of course he's not going to start. If he looks like uh, this, where like he's not even playing on his floor right now, <laughs> where like, he's playing beyond that, like in terms of how much he sucks right now. And yeah, if if you put something around him, yes, Mac Jones definitely deserves criticism, especially for that last throw. Oh my god, that was one of the worst throws I've ever seen. And his his decision making gets worse by the week. And he definitely didn't ha- handle adversity well this year or last year. But at the same time, like, God, it, putting put, just the everything we talked about with the offensive coordinator situation last year and the weapons he's got, the O line he's got, it's just he, he he also doesn't. I I I blame Bill. I I blame both guys. Both guys definitely deserve blame. But in terms of who de- deserves the most blame, it, I put the more blame on the organization. So, I mean, I still agree that he hasn't gotten a fair shake, and I do still think that he could be better in a lot of situations, but, like, all the teams yeah, so are kind of thrown out obvi- there, like, they're not Obviously, if he plays like him. this, he's not going to get a starting job. <laughs> Jesus, uh, Corey, you really had to bring that up? 
God. No, I was just curious what your thoughts are on him at this point. If you're still like uh because I know like you you've defended him while also admitting that, you know, he's Oh, he blows. Yeah. But right. uh, but at the same time we saw in his rookie year he was a f- functional decent quarterback. Yeah, no, he was he was I didn't I was I never loved Mac Jones, never really high on him. But he was a functional quarterback in his rookie year. He made the Pro Bowl even if it was because five guys decided not to yeah. <laughs> not to play in it and he got it by default but he still made the pro bowl and he was second uh second to Jamar Chase in re- offensive rookie of the year that's got to mean something and just ever since then uh, it's just been a disaster and i don't want to put all the blame on the organization mac definitely deserves blame too for the other reasons i've said already but i still start with bill and how the team has handled the putting pieces around him. Are you guys okay? It sounds like you guys might go the way of the C team at this rate. <laughs> uh, no, no. I was just I, I was just curious what his latest thoughts are just after this game. And maybe it is, yeah. This is like the worst game that you've seen just going into Germany and, you know, struggling like that, throwing that awful interception late that uh, maybe it's still a little skewed. Because I, I do think that Mac Jones could, you know, maybe be kind of a good player. But I, I think that the, the problem is the one thing he had going for him was like the whole football smarts, you know, being intelligent, knowing to make the right passes. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the you know biggest arm or anything like that, but he's someone that you feel like you're, he's going to do the right thing and then just see. And now he makes dumber and dumber decisions yeah. and worse and worse throws by the week. Right. And it could just be a confidence thing as well that he's just completely oh, he's shook right lost now, complete but. confidence. That, that throw was, uh, he just looks broken now. He he has no because because that first year he had, even though yeah Cam Newton's at the end of his career just sucked. Mac Jones immediately had more command of the offense and had more confidence in his throws, uh, in his rookie year than than you know Cam Newton did by the end. And so I don't know. It just looked promising at first, even if I wasn't a fan of the pick and you know thought of him to be under really underwhelming talent wise and. And I found I I thought it was really easy for him at Alabama, where I don't think there were a lot of complicated throws he had to make when you're throwing to Devontae Smith and he's wide open every play, and then Jalen Waddle when he was out there. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. So I wasn't high on coming into the league, but at least what we saw his rookie year, it was it was it was promising. And <laughs> so the way it looks now is just is just horrible. And I yeah. I, I do want to say I've regarding his his interception in the fourth quarter this week. I've heard people say that it's the worst throw they've ever seen in the NFL. I, I people love to throw those things out. I think that's ludicrous. I can think of a worse pass by the Patriots last season. So like I you know I people love to to toss around like the worst they've ever seen and the worst of all time. But there are so many bad passes by so many bad quarterbacks in the NFL over a hundred plus years that it's not. I'm sure there's worse out there. I, I, I'm yeah, thinking I mean, of Jacoby Myers specifically, but <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's definitely recency bias. Yeah. But I, I understand, like you know, the criticism, especially being on like you know more or less a, a national audience game. I know oh, it's NFL international. Network yeah, it's, I mean, it's it, yeah, it true. Was terrible. Right, international Don't get me wrong; it was awful. Uh, I just you know, yeah, th- there are a lot of bad passes. Um, I also wanted to say, s- serious answer to the Belichick question, I. I th- I am along for the ride. You know, I I think 
I don't see the Patriots being great under Belichick again, but I'm willing to just, if he's the coach again next year, so be it. You know, I, I think that I still see people saying like, oh, you know, I guess it was all Brady. And that's such a, that's such a ridiculous take to think that Belichick had no yeah, hand it, in the. Yeah, it, it's a ridiculous take because you're not only discrediting him, but you're also discrediting basically anyone not named Tom Brady. Right. Like the pieces on his, on the offense, but also there were a lot of great defenses in those early 2000 years yeah. for the Patriots. Yes. So I, I agree with that, but I don't want him near the next guy because Mac Jones is done. He, he's not, whether if he's, whether if he starts the rest of the year or not, he's done after this year in New England. I'm convinced of that. And I'm convinced oh, that I they're going to. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm convinced that they're going to find, they're going to look into very likely the draft next year on who that next guy is. And whoever the next guy is, I don't want Belichick anywhere near him because he because the way he handled Mac Jones these past year and a half, uh, I, I, I don't want, I don't want to see Belichick develop that next guy and just ruin that next guy again. So no, I, I'm not, I'm not for it. That's fair. I'm just, I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, like I, I maintain, I know I got a lot of flack when I said before the season that Belichick could go 0-17 and not get fired. He's not going to do worse than 2-15 at this point. Um, but I, I don't, I feel, I still feel like he's probably going to end his career with the Patriots on his terms. And with the amount of success he's had here, and I, I'm not, you know, I know that past success doesn't just grant you whatever you want, but the unprecedented success that he had with this team I'm just fine with, you know, he's not going to be doing this too much longer. I'm fine with him finish his, finishing his career here. I understand what you're saying because if if he gets the next guy, spends three more years here and then leaves, he could have, you know, tainted an otherwise good player and team moving forward. But I, yeah, he's he's given me my entire life of of winning uh, football team fandom. So it it is what it is to me. If 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 he thinks that he has a chance to to turn it around and do better next year, then you know I'm here for it. And I mean, if he doesn't think that, will he stick around? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he would. If he would say, "Yeah, let me do this another year," if he thinks that it's going to be like this year. I don't know. I I would hope not, but I. It's tough to say. So I mean, I think it's actually a good point though that you bring up Ryan because I, I don't know has there been like a serious uh, situation where a quarterback or a coach has had a quarterback drafted him didn't work out and then got an opportunity to draft the next guy and continue I, I to coach can't, him I, like I can't I'm think sure of there is right but now. I just can't think of it at the top of my head right right this second because I, I mean I don't... the. the the lifespan of coaches it's it's so short these days it's it's rare to have coaches yeah once in our you situations. fail you're 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 gone and you'll get a coordinator job maybe and it'll be time for you to get a, a lot of time for you to get that next head coaching job uh, but yeah I, I don't i don't i don't know i can't i can't think of an example where someone failed with a first round quarterback and then just got another chance to to do it again I right don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's the the what happens when you miss on a first round quarterback. It just sets back a franchise, and it you know it puts you in a spot where you gotta move on and try something different. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Steelers are gonna be in a similar boat um, potentially because you know Kenny Pickett is just like week after week with him. You know, he's not at the point where you know he's not gonna do anything like Mac Jones, but he hasn't necessarily 
shown me enough. And like this past game, like he's just a game manager right now. Yeah, and... I'm, I'm disgusted that the Steelers are six and three. <laughs> no, I, I get it. <laughs> Kenny it, like... Pickett has 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, but has 13 his... wins. <laughs> yeah, right for his career. It's like that's all he does is he doesn't turn the ball over, but he also doesn't take risks. He doesn't lead this team on you know long offensive drives. The, the past couple weeks, the Steelers' offenses looked good because the running game has looked good again, which is the same thing we saw at the end of last season. Like that's cool. Uh, it's just the question is that winning football and I don't know um, you know I can look around the AFC and say that all these other teams kind of suck and you know they have problems closing out games and they have their own flaws but you can't win every single game against good teams 23 to 19 or scores like they've been <laughs> week after it's week not like they here. beat a great team either it's the Packers no and, it's the Packers uh, are bad post Aaron Rodgers <laughs> right oh I know and uh, I mean the Steelers defense has its problems as well it's not just the offense I think you know losing two of your three best middle linebackers losing your all pro safety it's it's going to take a huge hit and now it basically just you know three stars on the defense and hoping guys like Demonte Casey and Keanu Neal and Patrick Peterson step up but uh I mean the, the one I've thing refused with... to give them credit I'll admit I'm it's me yeah, being no, a I hater but I will <laughs> say these next two games on the right. road versus the Browns on the and road the versus the Bengals yep. Uh, not saying those teams are perfect by any means, but those are two real tests in their own division and on yeah. the road. And right, oh, if I they know. were I to mean, win, it's a huge opportunity. Yeah, if they were to win those games, then I would definitely give them more credit than uh, than I have. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, if the Steelers win both of those games, like they they might genuinely just win the AFC North at that point and just <laughs> ride high. I I don't know how they would necessarily pull it off without those two, but like at the same time, so Cleveland has also had a lot of these just like how did they win that game? A lot of it's been like the refs, you know, the San Francisco game, the Colts game, even this week against Baltimore. But this weekend, just... though, the the immediate Deshaun Watson immediately throws a pick six to Kyle Hamilton on that just brutal right. play that happens there. And Ravens get another quick touchdown by uh, Mitchell there. And and you think, yeah, 14 nothing, and they're already going to lose this game. And Deshaun Watson's nowhere near 100%, it looks awful like. Awful in the first half, yeah. He was awful in the first And then all of a sudden, the second half, he kills it. And didn't have they any actually look good on both sides of the ball. And and, and then create multiple turnovers, uh, one leading to a pick six. And, yeah, and that, all I mean, of a sudden... That... <laughs> Pick six to to Greg Newsom at the end, like in the fourth quarter there, just egregious on Lamar and the Ravens part. I mean, yeah, good for Cleveland having that defense to make it happen, but just another game Baltimore gave away. Yeah, so the Browns, yeah, I'll admit I'm, it's kind of in the same boat. I, I take them a little bit more seriously, but... Because their defense has been awesome, and right, and their their uh, offense has been better. Like they've they've been able to move the ball. I mean, the, the Steelers don't use the middle of the field. Like they're oh, I I saw just, you've Corey, you've probably seen it a dozen times, but I they showed a chart of Kenny Pickett's throws, and all of it yeah, is to the sidelines. There there isn't a single game. dot in the middle of the field. They couldn't no, <laughs> no, and they're never downfield either. It's just I mean the the passing game it's it's brutal, and you know whether or not Mike Tomlin continues to stick around beyond this season, there's no way that they can bring back Matt Canada. It, I don't care if the offense is able to run for 200 yards. I think that's a personnel thing. I think it's the offensive line figuring things out. Broderick Jones has been phenomenal. Uh, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris like they finally figured out how to use the two of them to the best of their abilities and it's just Canada is not going to help Kenny Pickett if there's anything there and like we've seen enough moments of him coming up in the clutch and making a handful of good throws it's got to be some young offensive mind to really break everything out of him which is why I'm not ready to give up on him yet 
I mean, you know, with with the Patriots, at least you know Mac Jones is not the guy. Like the Steelers, it's just I don't know what to make of this team. And maybe I'm in the same boat you guys were in last year, and next year it'll all come crashing down. But it's uh. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating watching the team, and you know they keep finding ways to win. And it's like, all right, this is cool, um, but yeah, it's it's even more of a question of how sustainable it is with all the injuries building up on the defense, which is, I mean, it's the whole recipe for success. Don't turn the ball over, create a lot of turnovers. That's how you win games. Twenty three to nineteen, twenty to sixteen, seventeen to ten, whatever these awful scores are just heart attack inducing games just not fun to watch as fans but then you come out of them you're like i guess we're okay we have a good record but don't necessarily feel good about the team um i guess one thing though just kind of talking about the rest of the division here so that ravens brown team i don't think that there's a time or let me rephrase that i'm not gonna go too crazy with it but that game ravens Ravens browns this past weekend like we were talking about it uh the I flipped in my head, and I think the national media, you know, just in general, everyone did just the tale of two halves in that game. And just like the thought I thoughts I had about the Ravens and the Browns and the quarterbacks in the first half, I just completely flip flopped by the second half, just within game. <laughs> the Ravens going from like they're the best team in the AFC to just another blown fourth quarter loss. This team, team can't do anything. Yeah, I, and then all of a sudden, not... Deshaun Watson went from horrible to wait, is he actually back? Is he good again? Yeah, I'm still not sold on Baltimore. Yes, they're a really good team, and they're very, very likely will be in the playoffs, and they're probably the favorite for the North right now, but I don't know. Some of these games I I still look back on and think it's it's I still, I'm still concerned with Baltimore. Like, the way they lost that game versus the Colts at home, at, where Gardner Minshew leads them to vic- the Colts to victory, and then you see how they implode in the last few minutes of that Steelers game. And then you see how they, the, the probably the worst one of all, the way that ended the, the this past weekend versus the Browns. I, uh, I'm, I'm not totally sold on Baltimore even. Well, I, I will say, I mean, they were awesome versus Detroit and I was definitely leaning towards like, all right, like maybe there are elite and they probably yeah, I mean, still Detroit are, and but, Seattle. Yeah. But I don't know, just something with Baltimore that I don't fully trust in yet. I mean, their ceiling is so high, but their floor is also like lower than it needs to be. And I, I think it's just, you know, this team just can't close out games. And I, yeah, they, I just they can't, don't understand it. It's every year it's like this. They can't close out games, and the weapons around Lamar are still kind of eh. We're, I mean, the running game with Mitchell, if he's legit, then if they keep giving him more touches, maybe they got something there. Um. Gus Edwards just scoring like a dozen touchdowns, but not doing not doing a whole lot more else. But in the passing game, uh, I mean Andrews is still good. Zay Flowers has been decent as a rookie, but then after that, I don't know what to think of him. Like Odell, yeah, he had that touchdown, but he hasn't done anything all year. Uh, Bateman hasn't done anything all year, but he also was in very. Uh, he he was definitely dealing with some injuries early in the year. I think he's looked a little bit better of late, even though hasn't shown in the box score. I guess I just don't know. I don't love their weapons around Lamar, I well, guess. Well, I mean, you talk about that, and, you know, we've already talked about how the AFC is kind of wide open, but, I mean, look at the the usual favorite team, the Chiefs. What are their weapons? You know, they have Travis right. Kelsey. It's Kelsey and <sighs> a bunch of Jag receivers, and they still won it all last year. Right. So, you know, I feel I agree with everything you're saying, but given how the AFC is at this point, I mean, the Ravens are – 
they're one of the top teams. There's it's just that the top yeah. teams are so they don't feel like top teams like in the way that you know like the Chiefs over the past yeah. few years have been. I I've mentioned several times this year that I I, I felt like the Chiefs like they weren't going to. I mean I don't want to say contend. Like yeah they're going to contend, but I feel like the issues at wide receiver were going to catch up to them. But that's probably I mean looking at the rest of the teams, I feel like there are bigger issues with other teams than the one that's, I just mentioned with the Chiefs, yeah. where where uh, the Dolphins they've been awesome offensively, but. Once they face a legit team like the uh, the Eagles or the Chiefs, they they don't look as good, and they're kind Even of front runner runnerish. Yeah, the Patriots defense was able to slow them down compared to some of those crazy games that everyone bought into them. Yeah, so even though D- Miami's been off awesome offensively, they've also haven't looked great versus the better teams in the league. And then uh, we just talked about the Ravens and then and the Jags and then <laughs> the Buffalo looked like the best team in the AFC after the first <laughs> month and now they look like they're completely falling apart and they want to get their coach fired. <laughs> right, I know firing Ken Dorsey just uh, you know as a scapegoat and see if anything happens. Uh, I mean, yeah, the the Bills, I I definitely take a lot of satisfaction in in that prediction that I had at this point. And obviously they our, can still make our, the playoffs. Our AFC, <laughs> our AFC East. Bowl calls are all all three of them are looking good right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Kenny definitely um, looks better about his Jets, and I guess you do about your Jets picks than I do. But I also didn't expect Aaron Rodgers to tear his Achilles allegedly. Well, the second the that happened, I thought the Jets time. were going to be in last. I know they've actually they've won some games against uh, good teams too. Okay, I, I'm <laughs> like s- Buffalo, like the Eagles. I'm sorry. I know that Aaron Rodgers is talking about coming back you know crazy early for early for an Achilles injury is there talk that it wasn't real is that what you're implying some people are yeah some people are actually saying that I think there's basically two schools of thoughts if he comes back and plays he didn't tear his Achilles or if he doesn't come back and play then he doesn't really have medical secrets or anything that he's trying to pretend so um I I don't know I don't really know the scenario there I think he's just such a conspiracy theory guy in himself that it's just another conspiracy theory to be thrown out there is how could he be doing this if he tore his Achilles because you know just everything that we think we know about that injury uh but I mean you know Cam Akers is evidence that it's not a you're done for a year so Uh, um not to not to pivot not to pivot too hard here but speaking of conspiracy theories have you two heard about the the Super Bowl logo conspiracy yes I did (laughs) see that and it it's so stupid Brian do you know about this I mean no. So two years ago, the Super Bowl logo, when it was in LA, was orange and gold colors, and the Bengals and the Rams played in the Super Bowl. Last year for that Super Bowl in Arizona, it was green and red, and the Eagles and the Chiefs played. This year, it's red and purple. So people are saying, like, oh, Chiefs, Vikings, 49ers, Ravens. And I think more 49ers, 49ers Ravens, Ravens sounds now. really likely, yeah. too. Yeah. 49ers, I think Chiefs, Vikings was more at the beginning of the year, and now it's. Well, no, Chiefs. I mean, the Vikings have won five in a row. I know, you know. Yeah, but now they don't have Kirk Cousins. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like the sentiment is, you know, I think it was maybe more toward the middle, and now it's heavily leaning Forty Nine ers Ravens. But I just think it's so silly. Like, it's two years in a row that it's happened. You know, it's it's just a coincidence. It's so silly that people are actually buying into this. Yeah, but 49ers Ravens is actually one of the most likely matchups. Right. Right. Uh, and so if, when that happens, these people are going to be proven correct, and we're all just going to know <laughs> that it's rigged and scripted. Uh huh. 
I don't know. I mean, it's it, it is kind of crazy seeing it, but I also think that it is just a coincidence. And yeah. you know, if it happens again that it's red versus purple, then maybe I'll I'll buy into it even more. <laughs> um, but no, I I think. Yeah, I mean, basically the the sentiment is a lot of these teams are not all that great this year, and I think it leaves windows open for a lot of different teams. Um, basically, everyone but you know the Patriots and the Giants and the Cardinals and the Bears. Yeah, and the I, I think the the quality of the game, there just aren't a, a lot of great teams out there. No, and, but but at the same time, that creates for more parity, which is nice too. Right, but I won't yeah, I won't I, deny that the quality of the the product this year hasn't been great, especially offensively. I feel I feel like the start of the year, especially where I don't I don't know if teams just don't put as much effort as they used to in training camp, which leads to slower starts on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, just great about lower injuries. scoring games. Right. I I mean I think that there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I know that's part of it is a lot of teams they they don't play their starters at all in the preseason and you know, different factors that go into it. You know, the Bengals obviously getting off to a slow start with Joe Burrow injured. And uh, I think we've already set a record for most rookie quarterbacks to start a game at 10. Uh, and we're oh. only a little over halfway through the season. Yeah, I mean, when you see when you see Tommy DeVito and Aiden O'Connell and you got T-Bag there in uh, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Jaren Hall in Minnesota. And and then, and jo- well, not rookie, but you know I meant like another backup. Uh yeah, Jaron Hall, who lasted a quarter. <laughs> um, I'm def- we're definitely missing a few more, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, well, you have like the usual, like the expected, right. all the rookies that were first. Right, like Stroud, Bryce Young, Richardson. Second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... So, I guess it's talking about Tommy DeVito right now. I, I think he's so funny. Just like seeing his family on the sideline is very typical New Jersey family. I, I hope we continue to see him. And I'll say, I know that you want the Patriots to get a high draft pick, but I don't know that you can not be embarrassed and not sure about the future panning out, even with that top pick. If, if Tommy DeVito goes into Gillette Stadium and beats the Patriots coming off a of bye week. Corey, I remember last week, uh, I was when we were talking about the Patriots, I, I remember I said to myself, well, it can't get worse than this. And then I immediately paused and I said, no way. It definitely can get worse. And <laughs> I, I, I thought the Colts were going to win that game. But it's, it's even even though they won, it's still like, oh, like the way they lost with that interception. Like, wow. We, part of me is like, oh, no, no shock. Like, that's just kind of what I expected. But at the same time, like that interception was so, so bad that it's like, wow, it really can get worse. And then, yeah, week 12 <laughs> versus Tommy DeVito. Like, can, uh, can it get worse? Like, yes, it can. If we lose to a third string quarterback uh, that has, has no business pl- being out there, uh, if, we, if we lose to him in the... The Giants, who have nothing around the quarterback already, with Waller out and and yeah, really no receivers to throw up. to. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. If we lost to them, then yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, assuming Devito is still starting, I don't know if Tyrod Taylor is coming back at some point, but that, I mean, I I think that would be just an absolutely brutal loss, and you know, yeah, one th- there, I, I don't know how there, you come. There back are not that. a lot of teams where I would take uh, the. You know the Patriots <laughs> of uh, over, but uh, the Giants are one of them. 
Okay. I don't know. It's just I was <laughs> I was I was supposed to have a good team and a bad team. Once the Patriots started doing poorly, it was like, oh, but the Jaguars are going to be good, and that I, I just have two bad teams. And I, you know, calling the Jaguars bad is a hot take, but that's definitely. I, hot. I don't think they're actually bad, but they're they're. It's so hard. It's so hard to be me and to ha- have two teams that aren't good. I'm gonna have to find a new one. I don't know who to root for now. I mean, the, I, I, the Bengals are my number three. They're not even. They just lost to the Texans. Yeah, I, Which, who, who are pretty good, but yeah, but they're gonna. Beat I, the I gotta say, Corey, Corey's got to update your Snapchat bit emoji <laughs> with with these logos. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly can do that. I, I have the Jaguars logo. I have the the Bucks one as well. If you want me to go with, yeah, but how do you Jag- combine Yo, Patriots, Jags, one. Bucks, and Bengals in one? <laughs> right now, I'll say like. The Texans, so I I think that all of us, or at least Brian and I, were, you know, we were like, yeah, we kind of like what they're doing here. We don't think they're going to be just an absolute train wreck. We think they're going to find a way to win some games. I think that my biggest pause on them was just assuming that the team around CJ Stroud was not going to be good enough, that he's just not going to be a great quarterback. But week after week, this guy just continues to prove that he's genuinely one of the best in the league and i totally understand people putting him into the mvp conversation just given how bad the texans had been and how you know they're a playoff contender very much at this point i mean yeah they're in the playoffs as as of the standings now yeah they yeah, are i, mean, I believe they're they the are they'd be the seventh seed, seed. yeah, yeah. yeah. After, after, okay oh wow they okay. beat cincinnati head to head yeah i mean buffalo's five and five like yeah they are they would be in the playoffs if it ended today man that is that is wild <laughs> yeah so i yeah CJ Stroud's definitely had he's definitely had an awesome season, and like you said, Corey, the, the weapons around him aren't like I mentioned last week. They're, they're not household names, uh, but Tank Dell, I will say, he's been he's definitely been lighting up these past few weeks. When I said when I said Tank was going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, I, I meant Tank <laughs> Dell, not not Tank yeah. Bigsby, who's had like ten yeah. carries this year. <laughs> yeah, his his quarterback basically has it locked up. But yeah, I I, I get the sentiment there. Um, <laughs> Noah Brown, awesome this week. Yeah, Noah Brown out of nowhere. Like, yeah, yeah like he, out of nowhere these last two weeks, he's, he's been lighting it up too. Which yeah, I, I definitely I think did not see that coming. For real. So, um, and yeah, I mean the Bengals. It's just like you know when you get off to that slow start, these games become much more important. And I I do think that they're going to find a way to make it in the playoffs. But they're also like them in Buffalo. It's they're definitely not locked right now. They need to actually start winning games and playing complete you know four quarter football because we haven't seen enough of that out of either of those teams. Uh, yeah, I think com- Buffalo's com- in much com- worse shape. Compare, yeah, I, that's what I was just about to say. Comparing those two teams, Buffalo is definitely in much worse shape than Cincinnati. Where Buffalo, I I. I would definitely say if I had to pick now, make it or miss the playoffs, I would say miss. Cincinnati, I would still lean make the playoffs, but they definitely have had some concerning losses, uh, especially earlier in the year and then now last weekend. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, they have a chance to. I'm gonna say they have a chance to get right back on track if they beat Baltimore. I I still believe they can get back on track. Yeah, I feel like they've been trending up, and you know, it's hard to say they're trending up after they lose to the Texans, but the Texans aren't. A joke of a team. They're not a total pushover. Yeah, very right. much trending up. And so, so, yeah, and so the Bengals, I still think, you know, that's a tough loss, but I still think in general they are trending up. I agree that they're 
in a much better spot than the Bills because the Bills are not trending up. The Bills are they look like they're really struggling. Yeah, they they, they they've lost the speak the Bills, I mean. They've lost four of their last six games and their two wins versus the Giants and Bucks were not convincing at all. No. No, they they've been really bad this this stretch ever since that opening. They they're I think uh I think a lot of it has to do with the injuries on defense. Like that's definitely catching up to them now. Like their their defense has really struggled of late. And then Josh Allen uh turnovers. Is, he, he's he's looking like the the Josh Allen that I hated in the beginning of his career where yeah. it's like I definitely see the talent. You could definitely you could definitely see him becoming a if he puts it together becoming a great quarterback, but I remember his first couple years I Josh Allen drove me crazy with some of the decisions that he'd make and turning the ball over constantly and he's looking like that a little bit uh of late now um he's definitely turning up the ball over way too much i think it's six straight games now with a turnover and yep i i I still stand by again that they rely too much on him to do everything and i'm not (laughs) you know how like mac jones is broken and unraveling well josh allen's not that level of course but he's he's a little uh He's kind of unraveling as well uh, himself. Where I don't know, ever since Dayball left for the Giants, their offensive coordinator situation has not panned out at all right now. No, and I I don't think Joe Brady is going to turn things around. I know he had his moments with Joe Burrow at LSU, but I think that was mostly just he stumbled upon one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, he had Joe Burrow, and then he also had Justin Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Yeah, Clyde Edwards Elair. I mean that that offense was loaded. I think Brady just did the bare minimum to make sure they were really good. So um any other remaining football thoughts at this point as we move forward here? I think I've kind of addressed more or less everything I wanted to. I have one last thing that I forgot to mention. I didn't I didn't fact check this and I don't remember what podcast it was, but uh, a, one podcast I was listening to mentioned that if you remove the Urban Meyer year from Trevor Lawrence's uh, career in the NFL, uh, I believe his touchdown interception uh, ratio is similar to that of Sam Darnold. So, just again, I just, I love you, Trevor, but I need more. Wait, so, what is it? Yeah, what is it with Urban Meyer? I don't though? know. I I I didn't fact check fact check this. Oh, like he I definitely said, had but. more interceptions that year. Yeah, he. Yeah. I knew he threw a ton of picks and. You know, not as many touchdowns. Wow. Huh. I'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I think that the term generational talent gets thrown out a lot. I truly did believe in Trevor Lawrence, and I, I'm not ready to say that he's not going to be that guy, but he certainly has not fit the, the billing for the majority of these three seasons, really the exception of, you know, those last few games of the regular season last year. And not even the last few, because, like, come you know january he was not playing as well anymore so yeah so i mean i guess we'll we'll continue talking about more football stuff um i guess you know at this point we can kind of just talk about whatever here this is kind of where the c team kind of starts to go off the rails <laughs> i guess you know although this is longer than almost every episode except for potentially the last one yeah the last one i think was our longest it was over an hour um but yeah, by by this time, hour, I know, right? Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> by now, we'd be we'd one of our shortest. Well off the rails. I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence's stats here. I'm not entirely sure if this podcast was accurate because I'm just looking. Last year, last year he had 25 touchdowns 
and eight interceptions. So I, I mean, I, I don't. Maybe Sam Darnold's better than I realize, but how many I fumbles? Don't, anyway, that's because I know fumbles are a factor. Oh, that's his true. That's here. true. He has more touchdowns than interceptions, but more turnovers than touchdowns. Right. I don't know. I don't see the, I don't see it on this chart. And I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna if if we're if we're breaching into C team territory here, <laughs> that's that's the end of the effort there. Uh, well, I guess somewhat related to that, and yeah, one topic that I, I wanted to discuss. So, so next week is Thanksgiving. Um, we're not going to be recording a new episode. Just going to you know take that week off. We are releasing one though. It's going to. So, you remember when we did our NFL division preview series? You did two of them with us and did two drafts. Uh, we released some of the drafts with the episodes, and some of the episodes just didn't have a draft. It was all football. So we've saved a couple of them. Um, with uh, Benjamin Carlson, we did a yellow things draft oh to kind of get things started. <laughs> yeah, so we just drafted things that are yellow. And like the next day, uh, Will Kalora, another one of our guests, did doing a red things draft. I was like, yes, <laughs> let's just do another color. <laughs> so we're just combining the two of them and releasing that oh, next that's week. That's good. That's fun. Yep. And um, I, I, th- those were a lot of fun. Those were more, way more fun than I expected them to be. Right. Oh, I know. We definitely had a good time with them. And, you know, together the episode it's still over an hour but it's not that much over an hour so it is one of our shorter ones that that we've put out there in you know the past however many years so uh that's something that everyone can look forward to coming out next week you know another chance to to vote on those uh graphics which it's probably gonna be mostly instagram i i feel like twitter is more easy to just have random people stumble upon things but nobody acknowledges our our twitter account it's only at instagram no, no. <laughs> yeah so instagram we definitely get a lot more like likes and reactions and comments and stuff uh than we do on twitter and i know brian you're not in on instagram so you never get to really see any of it yeah but, but. i i can believe it though <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so i guess kind of going back to that though uh in terms should, of should thanks- we just do a diff- different color draft right now on the spot <laughs> We could, but no, I was going to say Thanksgiving week. So uh, I remember when I made my apparently first and only appearance on the C-Team podcast, uh, it was like right around the time when our high school reunion was a thing, which I don't think any of us went to, um, nor anyone that we really hang out with anymore. No. Um, Yeah. So I had made the comment, basically just the timing of it weren't was not a huge fan of it uh, just with, you know, everything that I had going on in the spring, but we had talked about wanting to do like our own reunion in Thanksgiving. I don't know if that's still an option at this point, Kenny, but um, I don't know. Is that like reasonable to kind of talk about right now? Cause I loved Thanksgiving week and a big part of it is just all the different social stuff going on, especially in our hometown with not just Wednesday night, but the hol- holiday stroll on Saturday night. But I don't know these days how many people are still like committed to hanging around Nashua for a week for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what exactly is going to be going on. Little little insight to my life. Uh, my dad today, everything went well, but my dad today had back surgery. Um, so okay. that is it was quite in, quite a, quite an involved process, of course, to have back surgery. So things are pretty yeah. up in there right now. There's also, of course, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, a, a football game that I have to not watch. Uh, Patriots Giants can't do it. Um, so you're not going to the game? Is that one in New England? Or 
it's 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 in it's in it's in uh new york or new jersey oh is okay oh it is Oh, or, or, oh, I, I think yeah, was, I'm pretty yeah, sure it I is. Think the next one is uh, early December. The next home game. It, yeah, that one. Okay. It's Chargers. So I guess it'd be slightly Patriots. more reasonable to lose that game then. I don't know why I thought it was at home. Yeah, you're right. It is on the road. Yeah. So I mean, so no, I will not be going to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have much planned. Like I say, it's things are kind of up in the air. But I have a uh, working Wednesday. Have Thursday off, of course. I had to take Friday off, which is annoying, but I did it. Same. Yeah. yeah. So I have a nice little four-day weekend. I'll be around. We can probably figure something out. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I we can talk more off air, yeah. but it was just like one thing that I was like, yeah, well, I had known that we were, or I had assumed that we were going to do this podcast, the three of us, this week specifically at this time, like for a few weeks I thought about it just because it was like okay when can we have a guest on again after the World Series so like middle of November it's like yeah right before Thanksgiving we'll we'll figure that out um but okay that's I guess kind of good to know I do uh I do believe that I were another of our friends said he was going to be around Thanksgiving time but who yes. knows? Who knows if he's gonna <laughs> be around if he'll tell us he's around if he'll just uh show up somewhere um, yeah. Also, I just wanted to say uh, I didn't get a chance to jump in when you were talking about the World Series. I th- the you your podcast is is almost the only World Series news I got at all. I think maybe one nice. or two fantasy like there might have been like one or two mentions of it on one of the other fantasy like a fantasy football podcast I listened to. Did the was it did the Texas Rangers win? Are they were they in it? They did. Okay, yeah, I can't believe Rangers I knew won. that. That's 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 all I remember. <laughs> I don't know who they played. I just know that they Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, that does ring a bell. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I I didn't follow any of that. I lived right next to Fenway Park for a year. Didn't go, didn't go a single time. Dang. Yeah, I, I, I haven't I, been. Uh, yeah, been two I, years now. There was a streak of of uh, consecutive years. I mean, Corey can say the same thing since pretty much every game I went to was with him and other people. But yeah, I would I made it a commitment to go to at least one Red Sox game every year for several amount of years uh, th- until the the pandemic mm-hmm. happened you yeah obviously yeah, couldn't like go to a game that year years for me yeah, so even longer so. much even definitely longer for you but yeah they, these past couple seasons have been just so brutal for the red sox that even i haven't wanted any uh really any motivation to go to a game even though it's yeah even though going to a game is just for the experience of right. just being at the right. ballpark. It's fun going it, Or it's just there. a fun time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'll be honest. Like I say, I lived pretty much next to the park. I walked out my front door and I could see Fenway Park. Last season, genuinely, I was waiting for one of you two to be like, hey, you want to come to the Red Sox game? No one ever <laughs> did. And I wasn't going to orchestrate it. Uh, but I was like, hey, man, no, if they so want to go, it's going to be so easy for me. Right, and so the Red Sox home schedule just never lined up with times that I was around and, and would be able to go to the games. It was, like, really unfortunate because there were a lot of opportunities. I was looking, all right, let's see, what is the schedule? No, this doesn't work out. I remember a couple – so last year, Brian and I went to a wedding in Boston on a Friday. They played at home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was <laughs> hoping they'd have a Thursday game, just, yeah. all right, to spend an extra night down there. That would be perfect, and then – yeah, it just never has it hasn't worked out the past couple of years and it's it's kind of unfortunate, but I'm also not going to force it. Like I don't have interest in just flying up to go to a Red Sox game at this point. It just has to, you know, work out with everything. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, that's really what it is for me. It's not necessarily that I don't want to go. I still love Fenway. I still love going to games and I'm sure that my next return there is going to feel very special, but I just haven't, you know, been able to, to make it work the past two years. Yeah. I mean, that's fair, but I mean, that's my excuse. I don't, I live in North Carolina. I don't live anywhere. I lived across the highway from it. So I have no Uh, excuse. I just don't care. I just don't care enough to go or, or watch a second of baseball. I didn't, I didn't see a single pitch, uh, last this, this past season. Um, and I don't care. You thought I was uninterested in baseball. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I knew that there was like, you at least had like an idea of what the sport is and Kenny like used to, and just does not anymore. I mean, I like, you know, I think there's a lot of hate for baseball these days. People, people like to talk trash about baseball. I like baseball. I just don't, I don't make the time to keep up with it. I don't, you know, for my free time that I devote to sports goes to football, you know, obviously during Mm -hmm. the season. And then in the off season, I, I keep up with stuff as much as I can. It's not as much, but I've, I've chosen football as my sport. I'm, you know, occasionally I'll see, uh, in the lobby of the building I live in, they have a, a TV and, uh, occasionally I'll see little glimpses of hockey games and I'm like, wow, I miss watching hockey, but I don't, but I don't watch it, but I don't make the time for it. You know, it's just, it's not a, it's not that I don't like it. It's just, I only have so much time in a day and I wish I could clone myself so I could do all the things I want, but I can't yet. So yeah, for me, it's mostly being down on the sport, but also just the Red Sox in general Yeah, where, where I'm with you, Kenny football's definitely number one for me as well uh i do make an effort to watch bruins and celtics games uh celtics this year specifically just given the expectations of them being a the favorite and the way their roster looks right now is definitely exciting to watch uh bruins more so last year regular season just given how awesome they were while even though as great as they were, I still expected them to just find a way to break my heart. And they actually did even worse than I expected. You know, you know, Brian. <laughs> Which is pretty amazing. Brian, I, I we I wasn't on the podcast where you talked about the Bruins, but I, I would listen to them. And I've heard people criticize, specifically my dad criticizes Bruins fans about how the Bruins can be on top of the world and Bruins fans are doom and gloom. And I would listen to the podcast. I'm like, Brian's doing exactly what my dad always talks about. Like Yep. The Bruins are doing yep. great, and all you're doing is complaining. And then the season ended the way it did, and I was like, all right, okay. I guess I guess Brian was right. I guess maybe Bruins fans have a reason to... Uh, that's the story, to, that's to, the story of a Bruins this. fan. Yeah. No matter how great it is, you, you just expect just the yeah. knife twisting into your heart. <laughs> the Bruins have the best record in the East, again. <laughs> I know. They, I'm, not, I'm not... I don't care. I'm not, I'm not buying into it. I'll watch, I'll watch the regular season games, and I'll be... Fun times, but I don't. That doesn't mean I think it'll translate into playoff success. Well, I mean, especially how, since I, last year's roster was legit good. Well, this year is insane still, how loaded it was. This year, like the goalie situation is the same. They still have their top guys, but I, 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 I would have more questions about this team. This this team's roster than last year's. Well, last year's roster was legit loaded uh, after the deadline. <laughs> well, uh, this one. I'm amazed that their their record is still amazing. <laughs> hey, Brad Marchand, he's the uh, the true captain, the true captain leading the ship still. Yeah, yeah, the great, great guy. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, I, I 
I watch more Penguins and Celtics because I don't have NBA League Pass and ESPN Plus just airs all the games. That's a nice thing about ESPN having rights yeah, to and, hockey. And I I watch more Celtics than Bruins this year because of the expectations of the Celtics, but also uh, the Celtics, it is very accessible to watch Celtics games, whether it's on ESPN or the local channel, while the Bruins, right. there are times where Nesson. it's not on Nesson, and uh, and you have to watch it on ESPN Plus or Nesson Plus, and I'm yeah, like, I'm Hulu not, like has I'm not doing this. Hulu Screw has that. Like, sports. Your, your sport is know, already they, third or fourth in the rankings of the the major sports, and now you want to make it less accessible to to people, <laughs> right? Now, and I I I do think that. The regional sports networks, like that, that's affecting all of these sports right now baseball, basketball, and hockey. I think that's going to change things eventually, and that some of these leagues are going to start waking up when it comes to blackouts and you know where they're having games on and give viewers more opportunities to actually see their local teams. But it is very frustrating how hard it is to watch games of your team when you live in the local market, and it's not just Boston, it's like so many places deal with that. Yeah, and and now they're all going to streaming services, and yeah, I I I'm gonna sound like a complete grump, but I I find that stuff to be a pain in the ass. No, especially I mean, Amazon in the, that first year. Oh yeah, the oh streaming God. stuff is terrible, and like the you know going back to football, that the YouTube the what the NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube is so expensive, and you know I I it's easy to watch the Patriots. They're usually on you know. Paramount Plus, CBS yeah, they're, they're or Fox be, or whatever. I don't have cable, so uh, it's still Paramount Plus. Okay, for me. but but then like you know you can get Paramount Plus or if you get if you can log into Fox. Uh, but the the Jaguars, so they this weekend they were on uh, I think Fox here because they were playing yeah. the 49ers. So that was good. Usually the Jaguars are not uh, not on around here, so it's it's tough. I, and I, it's like four hundred something dollars, five hundred dollars for oh, NFL Sunday ticket. Like it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, it's it's just not worth it for the normal fan just to right. watch one team's games, right? Like the, unless you're like, I need to be able to watch every single game at any given time, which I think Red Zone has. Oh, just Red, made it, so Red Zone's the best, and and I don't blame people for saying they don't like it because they change the game so rapidly. But I love it. I get to keep track of all the games, even right. teams that I don't really care for. I still, I'm still, I like to keep track of the league and. Yeah. Yes, part of it's fantasy related, but part of it's because I I genuinely am curious about how all thirty two teams are doing. Yeah, I watch a lot of highlights. I think that's a that's how I that that's how I do it. And it's like it's unfortunate because a lot of the time I already know the outcome, but I still like to see the game. It's it's more fun if I don't know who's winning, and it's like I'm just watching the game fast. But uh, it, it's still uh, nice that- to see. That just reminds me of like growing up, turning on Sports Center and watching a highlight of a game, not knowing what happens, and then seeing the final score oh, appear on yeah. the ticker, just being so <laughs> upset. Like, man, I wanted to find out in the moment here. Um, yeah, but the, like the the videos for the highlights are good about like there's no mention of the score. They're not showing the the ticker at the bottom or anything of the other scores. Mm-hmm. So you can you know I watched like half the games this week so far. I think of the highlights and. I think I know the outcome of just about all of them because, you know, fantasy and I pick the games and hear stuff here right. and there. But it's it's nice, to, even if you know the score, it's nice to be able to keep up uh, with what's going on, like you say. No, I, I, I remember last night I fell asleep and and then all of a sudden I I get a, the, the 
the group me notification that that we're in it, it, it started uh, buzzing and I, it woke me up yeah. and I read the messages and I'm thinking what the hell happened this Broncos Bills game and I went on YouTube and I looked up the NFL highlights of Broncos Bills and I got to check what exactly happened right. uh in that game and especially the end of that game and um so I agree with you Kenny that the highlights are definitely uh if you miss a game it's definitely uh fun to watch even if you know the outcome yeah or heard about the outcome it's still nice to see what exactly happened uh on some of the I plays. like watching them just so I feel more informed when I'm talking well, that about too yeah teams on the podcast yeah here. yeah uh, at least being able to reference specific plays and be able to see things other than just looking at a box score and telling if someone was good or not based on their stats, which only tell you so much. So that too. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I've definitely like I'll I'll dive into those as well. I, I get where you're coming from with that. Um, I guess what are your thoughts on having a tiebreaker in fantasy? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, you know, I, I kind of get the argument. There's no great way to do it. Just end it in a tie. <laughs> oh, it should have it, it, it should, it should have been a tie. tie. Yeah. It should have been a tie. There should be no tiebreakers. If it act, the even though it'll only happen once, what? Ever? Once. I mean, I don't know. It's decimal scoring one fourteen point thirty eight to one exact 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 score. Yeah. If the fact I'd that it, it be a tie. on the hundredth of a point, it should be a tie. Yeah. Right. That's just so. It's way more fun that way. I'm seeing my response got no love, but my suggestion was uh, whoever can get the most of their fantasy players to room together in 24 hours wins. I mean, the obvious the obvious reason here is both people are going to get zero of them. But imagine imagine if you manage to get two of them in the room and your opponent got. Do you one. have to be there? Yeah. Do you have to be there with uh, them? No, but because then it's just having. Well, they have at that to, point, it's okay. Who do you have more players on the same? Well, right. Team? No, it has to be intentional. You know, you have to have some record of them, even if you're not there. Like, like they record a video and they're like, "Hey Corey, we're here for your fantasy team, McKenna Mayhem. You know, like we're we're here to we're here to be your team. Something, something. <laughs> I'd rather just have the tie in the standings. I hate um, I hate ties, but I mean, there's no good way. There's no good way to do it. The bench points are silly. Uh, I don't know what else. Yeah, because because if, if it's bench points, why don't I just pick up? four different quarterbacks right well because <laughs> True, the answer yeah. is because I mean, you're probably never gonna die <laughs> right right the odds of it happening are so low but yeah i don't uh, there's yeah. no good was, there's no was, good way and that was definitely wild though <laughs> right yeah, yeah and i i mean i i don't necessarily like talking about fantasy on here just because yeah. it's so irrelevant to anyone listening but i, I am kind of curious because the league that i commission i don't have a tiebreaker side it just it's just gonna end in a tie so I'm like, is that something that is it like a default setting that you do this or what's going on there? Um, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm someone who like, yeah, in general, ties aren't the best, but I'm accepting of them. I don't hate them. I don't think that NFL games should go on forever. I, I think that you know they should do more things to give us ways for the game to end in a win or a loss. Yeah, the I, the NFL one. Yeah, I real NFL, not fantasy, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I hate ties, but at the same time, you, you the game needs to end, and right. uh, I I like how I love I love how the NFL finally changed the overtime rules in the playoffs. Even though the Patriots have two Super Bowls off of just calling heads over tails, <laughs> and and they've benefited more than anybody uh, on overtime rules in the playoffs. I will admit that uh, I'm I'm glad they finally changed it for the playoffs, especially after that 
Bills Chiefs game, but um, yeah, I mean ties stink, but they only happen so often, and mm-hmm. yeah, like you give you give the team ten minutes to score a touchdown, and, and or just be the first to score a field goal if the other team gets it back without the other team with the other team not scoring a point. Yeah, and I, I wish they went back to fifteen because I think that going to ten yeah fifteen probably would probably be the better way to do it though still. Yeah. But just in general, I, I've never necessarily had a problem with them. I think it's also, it, it was fun, like, the first time that I saw a tie happen because my first few years of paying attention to the league, there wasn't one. So I thought it was cool to, to see it for the first time. When it happens pretty regularly, it's like every week kind of thing at times, and that's just too much. But I, in general, don't necessarily have an issue with the... If the it happened more often, games. I probably would have a bigger problem with it. But because it only happens once or twice a year yeah i mean it's not like soccer where it's just like a typical outcome of a game i so. think they should go hockey style and do shootouts they yeah what do you do what do you do in a shootout goals. for fo- football just no, field goals hockey, the kicker hockey shootout you bring out nets you freeze the you freeze the turf you get everyone skates and they do a shootout like it's the NHL. It just have a skills so, competition i you don't throw like the net. shootouts in hockey though <laughs> Like I, I, I liked shootouts at first. I thought it was a fun concept. And the more I think about it, I'm like, this is a silly way for games to end. Which I think that they don't go to shootouts as often anymore because overtime is like three on three now. So it's just way easier for someone to score a goal. But, I mean, the longer they've existed, the less I've been on, like, interested in them. I think it's just yeah, hard. I'm, I'm glad they've gone to three on three, though. It's hard. Like, uh, basketball, I think, just does an extra quarter, right? And they do yeah, an extra I mean, five minutes. The, yeah, uh, they do. What do they do? An extra five minutes, and because the, they just assume that the score is going to be different, right? Yeah, I mean, it, games will go to you know triple, quadruple overtime. Yeah. Will it, you know, it's a, could it does, they go forever? It's, a, it's another one where it doesn't happen too yeah. often. Where uh-huh. okay, right. yeah, Syracuse and UConn went to six overtimes, but yeah, well, because the, like the, the score game. the score changes so much in basketball. I feel like it's you know when you get to a I guess baseball. Does baseball have a? Does, can it still go forever? That's what I. Yeah, so baseball, yeah. they're making it less likely, at least in the regular season. Do they like you put a automatically base? S- yeah, yeah. run yep. around second base. So it's pretty rare for baseball games to go longer, although both teams still have the same advantage to be able to score a run. But yeah, there there have been some I mean, regular season games that they'll go 18, 19, 20 innings. Oh, I mean, I've yeah, experienced that, that, that when I used to watch it. I just didn't know how it had changed. Yeah, yeah. That, that Red Sox Dodgers now. game three. <laughs> I watched all eighteen <laughs> innings of that, and uh-huh. I don't know how I made it, but but I did, and it's not, uh, that was brutal to watch freaking like seven hours of baseball or whatever it was, and yeah, that's when it gets ridiculous. And and Corey and I disagree on this, but when it comes to overtime hockey and the playoffs, it is really fun to watch uh, playoff hockey, especially when it goes into overtime and the next goal wins. But once it gets to double, triple, quadruple, that's when it's ridiculous. That's when you got <laughs> you got to find a way to end it quicker. So that's – but Cor- I remember – I know Corey has made the point, like, no, this is when it gets more exciting. Like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. This is, this, it when, is- I'm, that, that, that lightning Blue Jackets five oh, overtime five game. Five overtime. It's like, yeah. all right, like just – Someone score now. (laughs) Well, thankfully, that game was in the bubble and started at like 3 p.m., so it wasn't like the game was going until, you know, the wee hours of the morning. But, yeah, I mean, I I can understand the concept of it where those games do end up going really long, and it just makes it even more stressful. But I do – I like the excitement of overtime 
in hockey. I don't think they should do shootouts in the playoffs. No, that, no, I'm not saying they should. I'm glad it's overtime we'll hockey, like but I'm saying three. that after one overtime, you got to do four on four or something. Um, yeah, just and, a, and and then if it doesn't work after that, do three on three, which I know is ridiculous, but it shouldn't it shouldn't last until all it's night. until there's no one on the ice. You just put the puck in the middle and see where it decides to go. You know, <laughs> I I I was thinking because. Uh, in an ideal world, like I don't like ties. I, I think it would be fun if sports just played until it ended. But like the problem becomes when it doesn't end. But I thought of a new. I'm sure this has been thought of and proposed by people for football. But p- people don't like. You know, there's there's uh, controversy about field goals winning games over time and this and that. Just do another quarter of football or keep playing keep playing quarters until someone wins at the end of one of them. Or no, not even next score wins. No kicking, and that means no field goals, no punts. You have four downs. If you don't get it, you turn the ball over. Will they be at midfield for an hour? I don't know because we haven't tried. You know, I think it's worth a shot. You aren't allowed to kick field goals. You aren't allowed to kick the ball. You're not allowed to touch. It's opposite of soccer. You're not allowed to touch the ball with your feet. That's it. so. Where do you like? Is there no kickoff to? Start I guess then? not. <laughs> ball starts. <laughs> start at, at ball starts at midfield. Midfield, okay. Yeah, and it's I was gonna say if you start at the twenty yard line, then you don't even gain a yard, and you have to go for on fourth down at your own twenty. And you put your guess... offense and defense on the field at the same time, both teams. <laughs> okay, I don't know um, why. Th- this is the C team uh, segment. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the episode. Just rambling thoughts. I mean, I-, I guess you know, one thing you'd always just kind of talk about, just things that are going on just on the internet and on your phone and stuff. I just got a an Instagram reel sent to me by one of my coworkers and he just commented saying, sorry, buddy. I have no idea what this is. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to open it yet. I'm going to wait until after, but the comment is, or the, the, a name of the account is nurses proud. So I also don't know what, what this could possibly be referring to. <laughs> like, I'm very curious. Yeah, that's bizarre. Um, I'll let you. Yeah, I'll let you know. I just don't want to start like playing a reel in the middle of the podcast here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, yeah, and I I have a another friend. He just every now and then like likes to talk about the uh, the pirates with me, and he's just now finding out that some of the players were released from the team like a week and a half ago, apparently. Um, anyway, though. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there were, uh, I feel like there were things that, um, that I, that I'd, that I'd encountered since, uh, since my podcast's unfortunate end where I was like, oh man, that's something I would talk about on the C team. And I don't remember any of them and I don't think I wrote any of them down. Um, so, uh, I, you know i got nothing <laughs> i guess yeah i mean we ended up spending a lot more time talking about football than i expected to, i mean almost I, I think it's fair oh i know yeah so i guess good good for us you know glad we gave you an opportunity because i mean your your co-hosts weren't necessarily the biggest football fans oh so no. you were just talking to yourself basically anytime you tried to bring it yeah. up yeah no yeah chandler would try to chandler would just like try to make he Chandler knows like about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and he thinks he he's tried to tell me that Bill Belichick is a fraud, and it was only ever Brady. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, he doesn't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, even me being the as big of a Tom Brady fan and 
uh, shitting on Bill Belichick like the past several weeks now and longer. Honestly, even I can't. Even I'm not going that far. It's it just discredits anything that happened the past twenty plus years. Yeah, uh, beforehand. Does any of you, does he have any thoughts on uh, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh? Uh, no, I don't think he cares. I don't think he okay. He he did because he went to Michigan. He he said uh, yeah. He said that when um he went to like his orientation or whatever it was there, they talked about Tom Brady a lot. <laughs> they 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 very much yeah. you know were trying to draw uh, people in. I think. Um, but no, he I just don't think he has an interest in it. In fact, if I tried to get him to listen to this podcast, he would see that it said mostly sports, and he would never he would never <laughs> know. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Which I guess no, that, that's fair. I understand it. Uh, I did think it was kind of funny when you like ended it with the usual outro I did and just his reaction, just <laughs> having no idea yeah. what was happening. <laughs> yeah, or like that time you tried to do a top five and he just did not know how the top five. <laughs> Which is great because you didn't make that up. You didn't invent the top. Five. <laughs> no, no, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I thought about doing a top five for this episode as well, or a draft or something of that. I think, is today Mickey Mouse's birthday, November 14th? Uh, maybe. No, it's the 18th. I believe it's the 18th because my I have a friend who loves Disney and her birthday's the 18th. And I think it's the same. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know why. I felt like the 14th is relevant. I was going to say maybe we recorded on the 14th, but that doesn't make sense because we would have recorded on a Tuesday. And it's not a Tuesday two years later. Um, I was going to say that could also be somewhat relevant again because I know you like bringing up uh, whenever you'd come up with things, it always has to be topical. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, you wanted to do top five. Uh, what do you call them? Top five. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was November 18th, 1928. Top five uh, fall activities. You know, now it falls over. <sighs> what have you been doing? Uh, or what are your favorite things about fall? I don't know. I like uh, I like that it's, well, it's not an activity, but I like that it's cool out. I like to walk in the cool <laughs> air. I like to go on a walk. Wearing jackets. Uh, I usually wear like, like a hoodie. Yeah. Been back on my old uh, hoodie and, and basketball shorts. Uh, oh yeah, straight away from that, and and I'm I'm back to it. You know, if I'm if I'm going somewhere doing something, like you know, I try to be respectable. But if I'm going for a walk, I'll wear gym shorts, basketball shorts, and a hoodie. I don't give a heck. Uh, even even in ten degree weather, yeah, in hundred well, degree weather, not a hundred degree. That's ridiculous. I would stay inside. Uh, ten degree weather, no, I would have a jacket, but I might still have the shorts. No, that's what I meant. The shorts. Oh, yeah. Is that you'd yeah. you'd wear big sweatshirt. Yeah. Or typically a, uh typically one that that's was Patriots. You retire literally every single day in high school. That's what I'm saying. In high school, you'd still wear the shorts <laughs> even if it was ten degrees. Uh, I know, and I, I yeah, every, every made, high school had you, that one you kid did, and that was kind of yeah. You did funny. make the explanation in that, hey, well, I'm only gonna be outside for twenty or thirty seconds that's just right. walking from the car to walking inside and the rest of the time I'm inside. So I was like, huh, that's actually not a, t- uh, a terrible point. And then I let people change me and I started wearing pants yeah. and, and I'm, I've had enough of that. So now I, sometimes I look at myself and I just look ridiculous. I'll be wearing, you know, like right now I'm wearing Reese's cup socks, Crocs, basketball shorts, a sweatshirt and a Tom Brady Buccaneers Jersey. I, I look cr- like a crazy person. 
But I, okay, so I thought you were saying you look ridiculous because, like, oh, I'm wearing jeans and like a, a button down shirt. That's what to I thought to too. Yeah. No, and the, the way you describe, you're like, oh, it's just like a normal. <laughs> like, I think it's crazy that you now acknowledge that that's a crazy look. See the thing, I, it's crazy, but I don't care. Like, if I go, if I go outside, you know, I'll go outside in the morning sometimes, and I haven't, I haven't uh, showered yet, so my hair is a mess. So I'll throw on a baseball cap, and then I've got a sweatshirt, shorts, some crazy socks. Usually, none of it matches. None of it match, and it just like, I'm sure it looks ridiculous, but I just, I just don't care. I have a, I have here the I am Kenuff hoodie from Barbie, the fluffy hoodie. <laughs> nice. I'll wear this outside. I don't care. Uh-huh. I don't care what it looks like. Who am I trying yeah, to impress? I mean, it, it's a very fitting. I mean, I think a lot of people have attire like that. Not many are going to question you. Everyone knows. That's true. I get but, I, like your name is Kenny. Like it makes sense for you to have a sweatshirt <laughs> that says I am Kenuff. Exactly. Did you did you you watch the Barbie movie, Kenny? How did you feel about it? Honestly, I didn't like it as much as others did. But ever since I started wearing the I Am Kenuff hoodie, I found that I have to pretend I liked it more than I did because people will be like, <laughs> "Oh, great movie!" and I'm like, "Yeah, sh- yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it was okay." <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember talking with Benjamin about it one time, and I felt the exact same way. Where and I, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I, I didn't love it either. I found some parts of the movie really amusing, but. Also confused by what the message was of the movie too. Yeah, I the message was a little weird to me that it, I don't like. It felt like it was trying to convey a message, and I I didn't quite get that message. And I also just like, I thought I was going to like it more than I did. And when I have expectations of something like that, and it doesn't meet them, it it leaves me with kind of a sour taste. But, um, I just found it. I feel like it was supposed to be like, you know, not. Not empowering for me, obviously, but like an empowering movie. And I just found it kind of depressing uh, because, you know, spoilers for the Barbie movie. But like I I just was sitting there and I'm like, you know, Corey, have you seen it? I still have not. I just like I think I kind of everything I heard about it made me realize I'm probably not going to like it enough to want to go in theaters. I might stumble upon it at some point, but I don't even know when. Well, anyway, so so I won't go into too much detail, but it just made me kind of sad in a way that I don't know if it was supposed to. And I was like, meh. The sweatshirt's so nice, though. It's nice and soft. It's warm. Is it? It looks very comfortable. It's fluffy. Fuzzy, yeah. uh, Ryan Gosling wears, um, wears this sweatshirt in the movie, and it's it's fluffy. And I, when I saw it, I said, I want that sweatshirt if they make it, but I, I only want it if it's actually the fluffy one. I don't want like a, a tie dye screen print sweatshirt. And then Mattel made this and it sold out so fast, but fortunately I got one. Uh, and it's, it's nice. It's, it's my current favorite hoodie for sure. So it's a good one. Honestly, talking about this makes me realize that I didn't see a single person dressed as Ken for Halloween. And I think that. I remember seeing a viral post of like, oh, the worst person you know is going to dress yeah, like this yeah, for yeah. Halloween. I was like, I, I didn't actually see anyone do it. So I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing because I feel like that should have been a, a more topical one. I definitely saw some Barbies, but didn't like, I don't remember seeing any Kents. Oh, is that? I've got the headband here. I, uh, so I, I went to a Halloween party and I just, I already had the sweatshirt. So I just got this headband yeah. and, uh, there was an easy costume. I, th- th- you know, throw on the sweatshirt, put on the headband, and there was someone there with the same headband, but they were dressed as the post you're talking about, with like the, the jacket yeah. and the fur. Um, so there were two Kents there, uh, but yeah, that that I mean, I only went to that one party, but I didn't see, you know, a lot of people posting about it or anything. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's fitting for you, but that is interesting that I say, oh, I didn't see a can and you <laughs> went as him and were around another one. Well, it was good too, because there were people obviously that I didn't know at this party. And when I introduced myself, mm-hmm. I'm like, my name is on my sweatshirt, if you forget. So it's it's very easy. Yeah, true. There you go. It says literally, I am who I am yeah. right now. So. You know yeah. what's funny? So uh, I I went to Rhode Island Comic Con, and one of the days uh, I wore that sweatshirt as well. And people people kept saying to me, "You are Ken enough," and I'm like, "That's not. It's Ken enough. <laughs> like the, you're not. You don't get it. You're not getting it." Uh, yeah, they tried. They tried. Least. It was nice. It was a nice sentiment, but it was wrong. Yeah. Well, anyway, I guess we're approaching like the you know. Like, slightly past the 90 minute mark at this point which is kind of what we were hoping for for this episode i don't know if any uh last minute thoughts here on just the world or anything no if not i mean i'm I'm good good wrapping it up so we um we're gonna do our end of year like you know 2023 year in review do you want to come on that again while we have you yeah because, you know, we can't plug another podcast. So we might as well plug your next appearance on our <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> oh, and I, uh, right, I do cool, have one I more guess. thing. Uh, for uh-huh. the, the my first pick in the draft of blue things, round one, oh, uh, I'm going to take Papa okay. Smurf. I, I don't know. I didn't have anything planned here. <laughs> That's, that feels like a, a you could have gotten him way later in the draft. <laughs> no, now I am open to doing another color draft oh I'm, I'm open oh, i I'm look open forward to, to <laughs> i look forward to hearing the the oh the red and yellow the red and yellow draft right well i know it is red and i i didn't even think about it because it's yellow and then okay, red sure. so i just mean yellow and red and i was like oh wait that is red and yellow <laughs> so that's uh yeah i look forward to it cool yeah, no, it's. I, I think it's a fun one. We definitely had a good time with both of those. Um, you can definitely tell which one of the guests has their own podcast and which <laughs> one does not. Based on the audio equipment. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's very, very different. Um, but you know, hopefully, it doesn't deter anyone from sticking around for both of them. One final thought: If anyone's looking mm-hmm. f- for a guest on a podcast, I have nothing going on anymore. <laughs> True, I know. You got to get on, you know, you got to take advantage of those, uh, you know, microphones yeah. more often. Yeah. You know, so, but Collecting know, hopefully you do get a chance to, to go back to CT. And yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, anyway, for our guest host, Kenny Cashman, my regular co-host, Brian Wells, I'm Cordovani. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>